everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another Art House Rewind. I'm Matt. And I'm Brian. And we are here today to talk about all things film, art, and culture, particularly as it pertains to Art House Cinema and Pub and the Babcock Theater in downtown Billings. Brian, how are you? I'm good. You're doing great? Yes. You're looking good. Mm-hmm. So it's always important to note how Brian looks on, on audio this pod. audio format. Yep. It's important. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, we're going to jump into a review of some of the films that we've had here at Art House and just get your thoughts on that. But before we do, as always, what are three things people need to know? Because there's way more than three, but what were the big three ones for you? The big three to know this week at Art House in the Babcock. Uh, number one, at Babcock on Friday and Saturday, the 23rd and 24th, we are bringing Barbie to the Babcock. So get ready Woo-hoo! to celebrate one of the biggest films of 2023 and uh, see it on the big screen again. It should be a lot of fun, so come on out for that one. I'm excited because this is the kind of film we always wanted to play, but just because of scheduling and being on construction, we never got a chance to. Yep. It's happening. It's happening. And then uh, on uh, uh, Art House on Friday, uh, we are opening Drive Away Dolls, which is a film by Ethan Cohen minus the Joel and uh, looks like a lot of fun, so that mm-hmm. should be a fun one to check out on the big screen as well, see what uh, Margaret Qualey and that other girl are up to. <laughs> <laughs> it's imp- yep, I, I appreciate the insight. Yep. Yeah. I also appreciate that it happened to fall on Barbie weekend because then we have the driveway dolls and the Barbie dolls in the same weekend. Things that only you appreciate. Yes. But I'm glad you appreciate it. I, I'm Everyone likes it now that I pointed it out. Yep. And then uh, lastly, um, we're closing out our Freakin' Friedkin series on February 29th with To Live and Die in L.A., which is secretly the one that I've been looking forward to the most. So uh, come check that one out on the big screen. It's an 80s cop movie that's big thrills. It's got a young Willem Dafoe. It's the best. So I like it. Check it out. So as someone that doesn't know much about this film series, but it's kind of been following along with some of the videos you've been posting about yep. it. Um, are we doing these films chronologically? So this is the... They the, happen. Yeah, they, they happen to be that. Okay. Yeah. So one of the things that you talked about with Lincoln, uh, who's who's helping you kind of lead this discussion, is that uh, he's a filmmaker that continually gets better and better. Like he's learning his craft as he's going. Uh, well, he peaked the and film. then he kind of had a fall from grace. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> so is this film a fall from grace? or is uh, it This was like a weird highlight in the middle of his career that okay. was like... You know, I mean, French Connection, Exorcist were like his peak. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then uh, and then he kind of fell out of favor. But To Live and Die in L.A. was like this this massive like success in the midst of his like kind of fall from grace. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Cool. Thanks, Brian. Those yeah. are good three things. Yeah. Good job. All right. Uh, let's jump into talking about some films that we opened at Art House. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start just because it'll probably be a little quicker, uh, but we've had the three sets of short films, yeah. our first time, first time in history at Art House that we have all three sets happening simultaneously. Yep. So everybody's showing up and you kind of get a pick, yep. whether it's live action short films, uh, documentary short films, or the animated short film. So, Brian, yeah. what would be your kind of quick couple sentences about what you experienced in watching them? I haven't had a chance to check any of them out yet, but for the listener, what would be your quick highlights that you'd point at? Um, yeah, so they they all have, as with every year, um, you know, it's a collection that, you know, are some are better than others, and those highs are really high, and some of those lows are, you know, interesting, but not sure. always 
your cup of tea. So they're, they're nominated, so they're always good. It's yeah. not like you're taking a risk on a student film that you're like, what did I just exactly. watch? But yeah. it might not be your style. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, as far as content, I know that um, you know every year they let us know of like, you know, we, we these are our suggestions of ratings for these because they are all not rated because you have to pay the MPAA for ratings. So these are small enough that none of these are getting a rating. But the collection as a whole, um, the documentary was the one that was kind of the most like family friendly of the bunch mm-hmm. this year. And uh, yeah, they're they're great. Yep. There are some great shorts in there. Um, there's one particularly about uh, a an instrument repair shop that is strangely like super compelling and emotional. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So in the documentaries. Okay. In the cool. documentaries. Uh, so be sure to check that one out. Um, but uh, then in the live action, you know, this one actually historically the documentaries usually tend to take the longest because they're trying to tell this nonfiction, you know, gather their interviews and then they end up being, you know, on that longer end of a short film, you know, in that 40 to 50 minute range. Um, but this year the live actions actually are the longer of the bunch. Mm. And, uh, most of that I think is taken up by Wes Anderson's, uh, the wonderful world of Henry sugar, which is super great. Like it is a great short, um, I, I will say that it is kind of in his picture book sort of world. Like it is a technical feat more so than it is like the most enjoyable film, but you just can't take your eyes off of yeah. it. Yeah. And it's 40 minutes long. And your, it's like 40 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to your point. But, right. uh, cool. but yeah, super fast talking and, uh, whimsical and just again, the visual feat of watching like, almost like a pop-up booklet things are just unfolding yep. on the screen and it just looks incredible so and and things done i mean this could is not a wes anderson podcast but the idea is things done in the more difficult way exactly compared to like oh we'll get that in post like they're yeah. crafting these things and thinking through exactly. everything rather than on the back end going like having what a, if we tried this yeah like having the, these multiple sets side by side or having like these elements that could have been cg but they made them real yeah <laughs> Yeah, all that. So. Very well thought out. So, And then the last one I want to uh, call out in the uh, animated is uh, one by the director, Jared Hess, who is probably best known as the guy that made Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Hasn't really made anything in years, but made this animated short that is so good. Hmm. And I almost don't want to talk about it too much because there is a bit of a reveal within it. But um, it's got multiple different animation styles and uh, just this, um, it's uh, Tim Blake Nelson, who you might know from uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, He is the narrator in it. And it is just this fascinating story of a guy uh, telling his life story. But it is done in just this great way that, Mm. um, yeah. Check it out. It's it's incredible. Well, you got me excited. Yeah. I, I'm going to go check it out, and I'll report back next week. So all that to say, the docs are here for uh, through Thursday, right? And then yep. they go so away. So the docs will go away. Live action and animation will have one more week. Okay. So come check those out. My Probably some of my favorite times around Art House because of the amount of conversation that people can have about these films. of Like, I didn't like that one. I did like this one. That was my favorite. What was happening here? Like, it just invites so much conversation because there's so much 
different things to talk about rather than one story. You've got five stories to, to, to really yeah. dive into. So uh, make sure to come and check that out. The last thing I want to talk about today is a film we checked out on Friday. We opened it on Friday. Yep. The Teacher's Lounge. Yep. What do people need to know about this film before we share our thoughts? Yeah, so this is the uh, German nominee for Best International Feature at this year's Oscars. And it's a story of a young teacher that... Uh, you know, there's an incident within the school that, uh, you know, causes a lot of controversy and then it just blows up from there. Um, I kind of don't even want to say what it is. Well, well, we, this is a spoiler podcast at some point. So. <laughs> sure. Okay. So yeah, now, now we can jump into spoilers. So if, yeah. you, if you don't want it, sorry, my mic, oh, come on, come on. There we go. Oh, and it's, this is staying in. He blew on Check. it like a NES cartridge. <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making it worse, not better. <laughs> Check one, two. Check one, two. Check. Maybe get another. Try another, another mic cable. Check one. Oh, it was here. I got it. Okay. Okay. Check. Are I think we back? I think we're back. Cool. This doesn't have stain. I might keep some of it. No, good. <laughs> Uh, Teacher's Lounge, we can oh, go into spoiler. So, so to go into spoiler territory, yeah. so if you don't want to uh, listen to spoilers and don't want to have anything ruined yeah. for you, then now would be the time. This to one is going away on Thursday as well, so you've got Monday through Thursday to okay. check it out. Yep. So, uh, interesting film. I uh, really, and you can go into your spoiler, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. Um, I told you this morning before we were podcasting, yeah. I'm still trying to process what I actually think about it, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. But I would love to hear, what did you love about this film? What, what worked so well for you? Uh, for me, and it's not a perfect film by any means, but uh, I just, I was really swept up in the drama of it, the, the escalation of, you know, so what it starts out as is uh, a teacher, there's been some thefts at this school, and... Uh, while the faculty initially starts questioning students about it, she starts to have her suspicions about the staff, and she records a jacket that she left behind with her wallet in it to see if someone is would steal from her, and someone does, and she has video proof of it, but it's only an arm, not a face. Mm-hmm. And she uses that to find who was wearing that clothing, and confronts them about it, and then it just escalates from there of this person saying they didn't do it, and then it gets wind to the students, and just the escalation of this issue snowballing into this giant thing that the entire school, the students, and the parents are all Mm -hmm. invested in this, Mm -hmm. and you know, most of them not on her side on this. Yep, yep. So, again, I I think it's really well done film. Um, I think it does a phenomenal job of showing today's modern culture. And Mm -hmm. it's set in Germany. It's not set in the U.S., but there's things that are very parallel to us in our school system or those kinds of things that I found uh, really fascinating and interesting. And And so I was really... I would say invested in the film as far as like this is asking some great questions in today's mm-hmm. cultural context. The opportunity to film anything anytime yeah. 
without someone's consent or not. Like we have the yeah. technology to easily do that. And so, and, and so then you have all these morality questions of like, was it okay for her to film it? Is mm-hmm. she, and, and I loved her characterization. Like she is a protagonist that is trying to do the right thing yeah. and she's smart um, she's someone you want to believe in and hope for the best, but there's multiple moments throughout the story that you're like, was that best? I understand your intentions yeah. and heartbeat, but was that really the best way to go about it? Yeah. And I also felt a lot of the, the stress of at the very beginning, she thinks she knows who did it. Mm-hmm. She confronts them about it. They deny it. She goes to the principal with it. Yep. And immediately the principal calls her in and immediately you can see her be like, this is already getting too far out of hand. I just wanted an apology and now it's becoming this police issue. We're going to, you know, they're going to start a lawsuit over Mm -hmm. it and all this stuff. And immediately her just almost wanting to just go into a hole and like disappear, like make it go away, but it's too late. (laughs) And and that for me was the fascination and the significance of the film. Like it's asking those questions and putting you as the watcher, the viewer in that position of like, man, you really want her to get what she mm-hmm. wants, which is not much. You know, she's just wanting for someone to be honest about what's happening yep. so that there can be reconciliation and we can all move on. But it continues to escalate and go more and more. Mm-hmm. And the film does a great job of of doing all of that. It it's shot really well. It's acted really well. I see why it's nominated. Yeah. But here's my here's here's my <laughs> thing with it, Brian. I I Again, I enjoyed so much of it. Even the runtime was something that, I mean, it was Yeah, it's only, like 98 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it was a refreshing, like, I can get in, I can get out. But by the end of it, this film is doing such a great job of asking so many questions and pointing at so many things, but there are zero answers at the end of the movie. And for me, I get and I can really appreciate it. Some of my favorite movies are those real nebulous, like, we're not sure how it ends, or we're not sure what happens after this, or but mm-hmm. it invites you to think and ponder these things. This film was doing that, yes. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's a, it, Anatomy of a Fall did a similar. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And and Anatomy uh, might be the same way, and from the standpoint, at the end of the day, there is answers to some of these questions. Mm-hmm. Like, did she really do it? What happens to the boy? What happens to her? What happens to the teacher? Like, there mm-hmm. are definitive things that will come out of this. Yeah. But we don't get to see, like it almost, it felt like an Empire Strike Back ending. Like, <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah. You know, Teacher's lunch too. <laughs> exactly. I'm in for it. But, but, there, but it, we didn't get anything. Like there was nothing resolved that, again, I'm okay with things not being resolved. But in a story that like you're invested to find out what happens, to get to the end, and you literally know none of the answers of what happens. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be bold and risky, but like, did, did this secretary actually take the money? Like yeah. you could have done that. Does she end up leaving her position? Cause it, it kind of mm-hmm. dabbles in that. Like, does she just need to go? Is the kid fully expelled? And now his life is it like there are yeah. ramifications for yeah. the things that this film is talking about that we don't get to even have a glimpse of what actually takes place. Yeah. So that, that for me was like the, I, I, I want something, yeah. you know, and whether, and, and, Maybe the filmmakers aren't giving us that something because it influences the way we view the nebulousness mm-hmm. of the situation of like, this is just getting worse. What should you do to make it better? And so the minute they they have true consequences for whatever it is, they've made a statement about what the right and wrong thing to do is. So maybe that's why they're doing it. But for me personally, I wanted just, yeah, just something. A, a little, something. A little bit more, even if it was still somewhat vague, at mm-hmm. least some 
nugget of, yeah. uh, oh, this is, yeah. Or right. even even to go, because so much of the film is like, did, did this secretary really do it or not? Mm-hmm. You know, like something, even if you're still leaving it nebulous, like, and they tried to kind of dabble with it where she has like this this vision nightmare wherever where everybody's wearing the same shirt and so yeah. she's like am i right am i wrong i don't know yeah. like i get that so something at the end to like like refresh that of like oh maybe she was wrong this whole time or no we know definitively yeah. that she did it and you know anyways yeah. i just i even something, something as simple as seeing another person with that same mm-hmm. shirt would have been enough to be like you know show that there was Another, but we—the only time we see someone with another shirt is that—is that nightmare or mm-hmm. whatever. So yeah, it's—I—I I, I see what you mean. I—I—I I, I can live with the ambiguity, but I also am—I—I—I uh, I, I was also feeling a little bit like, man, I wish there would have been just something yeah. at the end. And for me, to get it out of the ambiguity is because of how much I loved everything else. It's mm-hmm. at, like the parent-teacher dynamic and the way parents are mm-hmm. potentially interacting with school systems and teachers, yeah. like it does that really well because I know mm-hmm. that can be a headache and like, you know, watching it, you're like, oh man, this is this is just going yeah. south. But it's also like, this is also kind of the world we live in in mm-hmm. some places. It's like, this makes sense. So like, I just appreciate it so much about the film that for it to never land anything, I was just like, oh man, now I don't know what yeah. to think about this movie, which is why I'm still thinking like, I don't know what to think about exactly, this movie. Exactly, so, yeah. Which maybe was the goal, and they did it. Yeah, um, but I do. I did love the compare and contrast of the the initial incident where faculty comes in, sends all the girls out so yep. that they can look through all the boys' wallet, and that was everyone was on the side of that was an invasion of privacy yep. and all yep. this stuff. But then to flip that and be like, now our eyes are on this teacher. And what is she doing that is wrong and right in yep. a similar situation? <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I, it, it has been most of what I've thought about all weekend. So. Well, it sounds like you had a great weekend, then, yeah. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. Well, thank you, Brian, as always, for your insight and help at making Art House a better place to be. We hope you have a chance to come and check out something at Art House or the Babcock. Don't forget the Oscars are coming on March 10th. If you're not a member, you can sign up for just a basic membership and then have access uh, to purchasing a ticket if you want to join us for the Oscars at the Babcock. Yeah. Always a great time. Maybe Teacher's Lounge will win. Maybe. And then you and I can have a debate <laughs> on stage and see who's right in front of everybody. So... Uh, other than that, I hope- will start by stealing some money from you <laughs> <laughs> to see if I'm filming or not. Yeah, this is going great. So, other than that, I hope you're doing well. Hope to see you real soon at the movies. Bye. See ya.